so we'll get we'll go ahead and get started adam is that okay okay all right well thanks everybody um we're gonna get started here on our second project advisory committee meeting. Um, we're primarily going to be talking about um, the uh, public engagement plan and elements of the public engagement plan today. Um, I, I've been told my, my connection is not great today, so I'm gonna turn off my video um, as, as I talk. Let me see if it's any better. All right. So. Uh, a couple of, of items I sent out to everybody a, a few attachments earlier today. Um, the first couple of attachments were the um, actual plan itself, the public engagement plan itself. There was a long version and there was a, a two-page summary of it. And, and we will get to that in a, in a second. That's probably a kind of a you know fairly long discussion. Um, but I wanted to first talk um, about the platform that we're going to be using for surveys because we have uh, Maureen Brady on, on with us today and she's helping us try to get the Lawrence Listens um, platform going. And we've had, we've had a, a few issues with it that I wanted to see if Maureen has any updates on. Uh, primarily, one of the issues is with the logic, the skip logic that allows us to um, skip certain questions depending on if a person identifies themselves as a writer or a non-writer. Um, so Maureen... Any updates on being able to get that set up? Yes, so we are able to do it. Um, thank you to Ashley in our MPO department. She helped me figure it all out. Uh, so we can do skip logic. They recommend when you do that, putting the first questions being the ones that everyone responds to. So I might recommend just moving the question order around a little bit. Um, but we should be able to do all the skip logic parts of it. Okay. So basically like the demographic stuff would go first. I think we have it last currently. And, and I think there was the part where um, the system survey part, I don't remember what it was called. There were some trade-off questions um, toward the end that, yeah. that were directed to everybody. Yeah, so I think just moving those two parts up before the um, writer and non-writer questions. Okay, great. And then um, the graphics that are going to go along with those trade-off questions, is there a particular format that you need the graphics in? Are JPEGs okay? JPEGs will be fine, yeah. Okay. Um, and I assume it's easier for you if it's kind of like one JPEG per question or, um, or, or can you, because the way that, this is going to be a discussion we'll have later, but right now we have graphics that, that both illustrate the question and illustrate the responses. Um, is it, can you put in more than one JPEG into a question or, or is it only, is it limited to just one graphic per question? So I have to test it out, but the way we've done it before is the JPEG isn't in the question or the response itself, we do like a message beforehand. And that basically just means that we have more flexibility to put images into it. Okay. Um, what kind of questions like, are, would they be like a selection, like a multiple choice question? Yeah, or? there's, there's two options for each. Um, the, it, it's just a trade-off of if you had to choose, for example, between later hours or more frequent service, which would you select that kind of trade-off and so there's so we, yeah they'd be 
they'd be classified as multiple choice questions then for the survey probably is, yeah, we probably have to do a message before the question itself and put the graphics in the message part. So it probably wouldn't be tied into the response options themselves. Okay. But I've been proven wrong by this platform multiple times. So I'll investigate that specifically and see if there is a way to do it that I just haven't figured out before. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be in touch with you then tomorrow to, um, after we have our, this call tonight, we'll have a better sense of where everybody stands in terms of like, if the illustrations make sense and stuff like that. So then we'll get in touch with you tomorrow. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. All right, great. So I don't want to hold you any longer than, than you have to be on with us. Um, so next, uh, I'd like to turn it over to, to Anne. Uh, and Anne is going to run us through the, um, the plan, the public engagement plan, the long version, but she'll sort of summarize that and the summary version. So I think you're on mute, Anne. Mute. Okay. The, yeah. Um, let me unmute. Uh, what we did is the, this and this plan, I've updated the graphic plan, the language on that based on our last meeting. The full plan, I have not, that is pretty much the same one, just so you know, don't look for differences in it from the last time. Because uh, we were going to, um, I think what we can do now is based on, we had learned a lot from our uh, meetings, I think, from the multimodal meetings and the, that we have had, we had a kind of an immersion engagement, which I think I all of you were on some of those this last week, some of those meetings. So we met with a lot of people and, and a lot of questions actually came up about with the routes in that conversation. So one of the things we can do too is making sure there's a lot of stakeholders there that overlap here that are concerned about the route redesign as well as the uh, facilities so making sure that we have all those lists and that we get help use our th that group that's very engaged with the group any additional groups that you guys can help us add to it to make sure to push out the survey so we get everybody in those you know, that makes sense so it's a lot of it is the, the plan is really is designed like how do we get push out keep pushing out the survey to get those answers because that's where we're really going to get our the feedback that we need and uh, we also want to make sure I don't know I know we're when we do the surveys making sure when we do those that people know that this there's going to if that's the only survey or that I believe there's another one going to come out in the fall right isn't that right uh Adam that's right well that's, we're gonna have okay. we're gonna have a survey yeah we're gonna have a survey uh to collect preliminary uh you know j just to get a baseline of, of people's views of the system and how they use it in their demographics. And then we'll have a second survey once we have um, service scenarios. So people can, can weigh in on those. Right. And so, and, and that in case is making sure that people know that this is, this is part one and part two, when we're, when we're sending it out to that, they make sure that they know that they're going to have the second part after this, so that they're going to be able to weigh in. Uh, so they, so that they are, so they don't, don't think it, because a lot of times when we have multiple story phrase and things, I'm not sure you guys have dealt with this people are like, Oh, I've already done that. I get that a lot when the second survey comes around. So we want to make sure that we really uh, either call them different, make sure that's really separated separates of that they know this is survey one and there's a second one that's coming out so it's a complete process so we really make sure we complete that loop so let me pull up i'm gonna pull up the uh, graphic uh plan here first let me just get my pull that up here 
Let me share my screen. First, of course, it opens the one I got. Okay. So this, can everybody see this? Okay, let me pull this up here. Oh, soup. Sorry. Okay. You can see that it got lost behind my stuff. Okay. So what we did is we went through this. This is kind of just the overview, kind of uh, the graphic to help the uh, the when we're talking to the community. To kind of put that out there, we tried to, especially on the left-hand side, we can rewrote these to be a little bit more engaging. We can and we can create this uh, updated more. But these were like what are our goals and our key messages, and making them a little more user-friendly. So what we want to do is our community engagement goals, and I'm going to read these because these are short, and so we can all and you guys can jump. We can talk about them later. But and the community engagement goals actually follow uh, general. Um, uh, planning goals and engagement priorities done by national engagement groups. So, which are inform, consult, and evolve, demonstrate, and partnerships. So those are all kind of areas of, of engagement, of international engagement platforms. So, but what I did is then we tried to define it so people understand what we're trying to do in each of these things. And the first one is inform. And the, tra the transit route redesign will make sure that the community is informed about the current routes challenges, alternatives, opportunities, and possible solutions. The first is to make sure we're informing, and that's pretty much what, and what we're gonna be doing at first. And then the consult and involve, which is our survey, by obtaining feedback on current routes, alternatives, needs, and destinations. The redesign will ensure that concerns are addressed and objectives are understood and considered. So we wanna make sure that we're, that we're gonna make sure that, that, that people are involved in that. And then we're gonna demonstrate that community input is a key to the process and will reflect the community priorities in the decision making and planning. And last thing is to build partnerships. And um, this is not as, uh, I think the other ones are more key to this, but the, the, the partnerships is recognizing that the, the effect that this effort has on the community, we're going to, those partnerships will be built with other agencies and stakeholders to complement other community initiatives. And part of this building's par partnerships is in our, our uh, stakeholder list and getting this out and pushing it out to all of our at-risk groups, making sure that people, if they aren't on a computer, that they can fill it out, that we get people from the community shelter and from our uh, from our, the jobs for people that have the high employment um, or the employment centers. So all those areas, when we, we, in the initial part is when we reach out to them to make sure we're filling the surveys, we're including them in the process and we're building parts, uh, uh, partnerships as we move forward that if there's concerns and things down the route that we have this partnerships, we've already established a communication and possibly how people can help us with this. And then that those are then all reflected in the key messages, which are, and we kind of highlight that the first one is mobility, safety, and economic benefits. It is important for Lawrence to have a safe, connected, and convenient network to increase mobility, safety, and economic benefits for all ages and abilities. We want to have increased access through convenient connections to public transit. The Lawrence community increases access to employment, schools and services, and that access provides multiple benefits to the community. 
We also want to have inclusive and equitable, meaning that it is important to hear from all voices in Lawrence in the route redesign, making sure the whole community is considered and consulted and it is inclusive and equitable. And then the unified vision for the routes is that the Lawrence Transit Route Redesign will build upon previous and local regional planning efforts to create a unified vision for routes throughout Lawrence. So, and then, so that's what we're, so those are kind of the, the key messages to the public that we want to make sure we're always talking about and that we're, um, engaging them to make sure that we really get their input. And then on the right hand side, it's more kind of the uh, how we're gonna do it with, through, our, through our steering committee, through our stakeholder focus groups, through our virtual public meetings, the transit surveys. And that's why the, all the, everything in there is bold because that's really key. And then informative communications tools from notices, flyers, email notifications, all those things driving people to the transit survey to get to get that feedback. So that's kind of the kind of the one pager community plan. And then on the back of this, and we can come back here and discuss this one second. And on the back we have our stakeholders. And this is the starting list of the stakeholders. We can add to this, we can expand expand upon this. We can combine things, but this was this is based on a lot of what we are using for the facilities is what I took this from, but we can add to it. So that's kind of where we are. And the, uh, then the, the uh, so this, I really would like, cause this is kind of the overview of it. And it's our, kind of our, the other kind of goes in more into the, the other details, but this is where I really like to discuss is, are these the key messages? Are we missing any other key messages? Do we feel like um, these are, are the key messages that you want to get out? Um, and there was a comment in the in the chat. I don't know if you saw that. I have not. Let me pull my chat here. I don't have that. I'm trying to get all these things open here. Hold on. And it, this is Chris Tilden. I I had just added. I mean, this is not. I'm not questioning the 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 messages per se. Just kind of wondering about language in that first one about mobility, safety, and economic benefits. Uh huh. Um, I just wondered if that should read convenient transit network or convenient transportation network, just for additional mm -hmm. clarity. Uh, instead, of, instead of saying maybe convenient transportation network to increase, yeah, like that is what you're thinking. That might not be bad to put the word transportation in there. Do people confuse transportation to mean all transportation though? And this is really about transit, which is, just a part of transportation in general? Uh, do we say a convenient transit or do we say convenient bus network, if you want to be? That would be uh -huh. a more accessible message, I think. I would use okay. transit, I, sorry, just to weigh in, I, I would vote yeah. for tra transit just because what comes out of the study may include more than traditional bus service. It may include microtransit service, which some people view as bus and some people don't. So I think it, it, it leaves it open to more possibilities if we just call it transit network. Okay. That's, Unless any, anybody yeah, I just, do we? I just thought transportation includes too many other things like traffic. <laughs> yeah, I that agree with sense. that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fine. I have one other input. Would key messages maybe sound better as something like project values or goal. I mean, I know that goals is in the top one, but something 
I, I feel like key messages doesn't really it feels just describe this exactly. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I think more accessible yeah. language to all the people who might be reading this um, could be good. Priorities keep our maybe it's priorities keep or I like priorities. That sounds good. This is Gary Weber. Um, I had one quick suggestion. I couldn't see how these were prioritized, how these prioritize, how priorities were listed in order, but in, in any change like this, it, it always comes up halfway through that, that people complain they weren't informed. So I, I think inclusive and equitable should be higher on that list than third okay. out of four. It's really important to people that they have a voice when a major change like this occurs. And, and I think one of our major priorities is to make sure that everyone has a chance to have a voice. I, we honestly, I had not put them in uh, a specific order. Um, I'm just trying to make sure we included everything. So I, if, and so I think that's a good note. We put that really, we just make that our first, our first priority. I'm not gonna number them, but we'll put that at the top. And then, so if we, if that's our first one, what do we, does anybody feel like should uh, the increased access, I mean, does anybody feel like one of the other ones should be our second priority or be listed as our second priority? Not that it is a second priority. If I was going to order them, I would put inclusive, then increased access, and then economic benefits, and then the unified vision. Okay. Does anybody have a does that work feel feel right to everybody else that looks very good to me mm -hmm. um i don't know if this matters or not but if you did start with inclusive and equitable and then you went with increased and then mobility and then unified you're listing them alphabetically while also listing inclusive and equitable <laughs> at the top so just fyi i don't know if some people get into that or not but <laughs> I, that's i uh, that works for me too so I would just so 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 depending on depending on who we're talking to, we can say, well, we did it alphabetically, and if they didn't like it, and then if they like it, we say that well, that we did it because inclusive is our most important priority. <laughs> so I would just offer that I think we we just need to be thoughtful about this page tells me that we are going to strive to be inclusive and equitable. I think people are going to care about how. So I think we should just be thoughtful about how this ties to the larger document making sure that we don't just in broad strokes say we want these things and don't commit to specifics about how we get there so let's just i know we can't fit all the how on a two-pager um but i just want to be thinking of that and not uh not just using the good words but backing that up with kind of how we're going to get there how are we going to be inclusive are we going to i i agree and one of the things adam i think is is looking at our and second page too is looking at our stakeholders because if we know making sure that when we're looking at our stakeholders list we can reach in different ways but if we have anybody that's not these are the people we want to reach is there, there are people are there stakeholders on this list that are missing that we want to make sure we reach to make sure we are being inclusive and getting all those things so that would be really helpful for everybody we don't, we don't have to go through this now, but if everybody would really look at this tonight and see if there's a group or a organ, or, you know, and we can get, this can be, is a much more uh, detailed too. It could be specific organizations. I mean, we can talk about, uh, do we want to have the Boys and Girls Club on here? 
Do we want to have, you know, so specific things? Do we want to have um, family promise on here? Do we want to have spe you know, specific things? Those we can do. That's what I would like, to, you know, so we can have these with subheads too, but that's the kind of thing I would love from, from this group. And that's why I think that's why it's great that this steering committee is large and diverse too, is to make sure let's talk about, uh, you know, we have about specific organizations that we can reach out and make sure that they are getting the survey and how, and we can talk to, you know, family problems and ask Dana to say, can you make sure, you know, here's, you know, they've got a computer there. So you can make sure her clients all fill out the survey, those sort of things. Does that make, does that make sense to you guys? Can you do that? This is, oh, this is Laura McCulloch. I was just going to mention, I, I know this is something I brought up at the last meeting, the Hispanic population. I think that's important, but I also don't want it to seem as though we're singling out only the Hispanic population. I think that all BIPOC population should be considered um, as a priority in getting feedback. But um, also the Hispanic population was kind of a, a point in that Spanish is um, you know, a second main language in our community and making sure that we're serving and getting feedback from those that are Spanish speaking in our communities. Um, I am a little concerned that we haven't identified an organization to work with um, to get that feedback from. However, I know that Centro Hispano would be a good one to try to work with. I know that they're very busy, so maybe that we could try to connect with them to get some feedback as well. That would be great. Do we yes. plan to do a Spanish version of the survey so that if it goes out and there's an option for English or Spanish, it would be easier for people to access it? Um, we, we could do that, but we couldn't do it in time for the university version of it, but I, I, I assume the university one. No, I wouldn't be worried about the university push out as I be, would for in general. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we could get a, we could do a Spanish version for, for it. Um, once we get the university one wrapped up or launched, I should say. Uh, can you tell me what was the name of the Spanish organization, or can you put that in the chat, the name of the organization? That would be helpful. And again, and, and you could, anybody could put into this chat if you have any other organizations, but again, looking at this, and then if you have another thing too, that would be helpful is if you have specific organizations and that, and if you have a contact person or something at those organizations, we can go look them up. But if you have somebody specific, that would be very helpful. Yeah, United Way, perfect. Other thought, going back to the first page, is I think we should find a way to demonstrate timeline of the project to people. As, as a citizen, I would wonder how, you know, as I look at this flyer, how do I get involved? Okay. I, I think we should, uh, you know, we need to link to our project page and we need to set some expectations for the public on when they should expect to get involved. I know some of that will come with further development of the survey and we'll know launch dates and things like that. But I think that'll be important for, um, you know, people see all these different things that we are doing, steering committee, stakeholder groups, virtual public meetings, but um, knowing how to access those things or how to, to plug into the process. If you, if you see this flyer today, or if you see it two months from now, how do I get involved in the route redesign study? Okay. This is Gary Weber. I had one other comment on page one, transit survey. 
we just we touched on this earlier. This is actually plural, as from what I can read in the full document, that there will be this survey, there'll be a follow-up, and maybe even a third survey. So I would think that you'd want to say trans transit surveys and that the surveys will provide insight into community. That, that way people will know that there's there's going to be more than one. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we can do as we can detail. Survey one is going to be doing this, and so like like Bora said, survey two will be doing these. This you know, kind of list what the what those. I don't are think I don't know if that's necessary at a two page level, but it would be nice in the full plan. Yeah. Is that where you would put the links to know what survey to get to? Well, the well, sur the survey links aren't the. Mm, no, I don't think that we, we would necessarily have links to the survey in the document because the links are going to be created um, as we go. So I, I don't think that we would, I mean, we could, have a, we could have a general discussion about Lawrence Listens as a platform to host. Uh, go ahead, Margaret. I didn't want to interrupt you, I'm sorry. Um, what if we added the link to the document as the link, uh, surveys go live? So that I mean, a PDF can be sure. updated, and we could add that so that as the links are live, we can stay say this link. You know, the survey is open now. Sure. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely or, uh, go ahead and. Yeah, you know, what was going? Are we going to have a, a page though on the Lawrence the city website that is about the route redesign? To me, yeah. that this this would be situated there as well as then the links to the surveys that are the active surveys at the time. So that yeah. is a link to the project page. We want people to be visiting the project page right. to catch up on what's been done and what's upcoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the better. So we'll have a schedule and then we'll have a project page uh, link for people to go to. And then this will be on that page link as well, if people have it separate. But but this this is for, you know, and this this is kind of uh, kind of the overview of people asking, well, what are you doing? This is this is our engagement. This is, this is what we're doing to, to engage and make sure people are included. But if they want more detail, they obviously can see the, the other plan, but sending them to the website, which is gonna have what's happening and have their, your different uh, links and have your, have the surveys is where is what is the central source. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. I think that uh, since we're 30 minutes in, um, I see there's still comments that are continuing to come in, mostly suggestions for uh, how to great. get into. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll look through all the comments <laughs> that come in and we'll Sorry. continue to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so we'll continue to take, oh, would somebody have a comment or question? No, okay. So feedback can be, um, uh, anyone, who's, anyone who's on this call can always email either Ann direct, Ann or, or me. Um, even probably Adam would, could forward comments to us as, as well. Um, so we'll continue to collect feedback from the steering committee, from the advisory committee for the next few days as we make these updates. Um, so if anything comes to mind over the next couple of days, please, please feel free to send an email. Um, but in the interest of time, um, I'd like to jump into the discussion of the survey because that is actually going to be the first uh, outreach and engagement element uh, of the project. And 
if you recall from our last discussion, um, we're going to launch it sort of in two parts. First, we're going to launch it directed at the university community because we want to make sure that 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 happens before um, school gets out for the for the summer. And so, we hope to launch the survey directed at the university community next next week. Um, and that's what the discussion earlier with Maureen about um, Lawrence Listens was all about. Um, I, I sent this morning uh, a list of questions in, in a Word document, and it's not the prettiest of things because I was hoping that we, maybe we could have it in Lawrence Listens, but it's, it's not quite ready for that. So, um, so I'll just really briefly talk through kind of the, the aim of the survey, and then I'd like to spend a bit more time talking about the, the trade-off questions that are going to be illustrated um, at the end of the survey. Um, and just like the public engagement plan, if anyone wants to look over the, the survey questions and provide feedback by email in the next few days, that would be great. Um, overall, though, the, the survey is trying to establish kind of the demographics of the riders, who, who they are, how they currently use the service, um, what, you know, they're, they'd be describing kind of their typical trip, um, when they take it, where they go, where they, where they begin. Um, we, we asked them some questions about if transit were not available or if their specific route were not available, how would they make, you know, how would they make the trip otherwise, um, just so we can kind of get a sense of, of, I guess, for lack of a better term, what the competition is or what the alternatives are to, to transit. Um, there's questions about the quality of the service, um, about if they, you know, think that it's a good value, if the fares are a good value, if it's dependable, um, if the schedules meet people's needs, and, and so on. Um, but then as far as the, the design goes, because that's kind of really one of the key, the, the main takeaways of the survey, we want to understand, um, we want people to understand, first of all, that there are going to be trade-offs in the process of, of redesigning the transit system. Um, every transit system has to work within uh, finite resources. They, they have budgets that they have to uh, keep to. Um, and so we wanna present them with this notion that there will be trade-offs and present a series of trade-off questions. So in the document that I sent this morning, um, it's questions 15 through, or I think it's question 15 actually, is where it begins. And it's asking um, a series of questions. So I'm gonna share my screen and we can talk about those questions as well as how we propose to illustrate them to make them a little bit more, more clear to folks. So let me figure out how to share my screen. Okay, share screen. Okay. Can everybody see my screen? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so the, this part of the survey starts out by, again, reiterating that the trade-offs are going to be required, and we direct some um, instructions both to riders and non-riders. We, we want the riders to know that if they're currently using the service, what would they like to see? How, how can we improve their lives, so to speak? And if they're not currently using the serv service, we want to we want them to think of it in the sense or in terms of um, what could we do to, to, to win them over, um, to make them riders. Um, and so there's a series of questions. The first one asks um, about the overall bus service. And the way that this is set up is the first illustration was supposed to be was supposed to go along with the question it's, itself. Like it would say overall bus service and it would have this, this icon. But I'm thinking based on Maureen's 
comments, we may end up dropping this part of the illustration and just stick with the illustrations to the, uh, to the, to the responses. So we would have, um, would you prefer longer service hours or would you prefer more frequent bus service? So um, this is supposed to illustrate longer hours. So it's like, here's the clock and you, we add to it, or these are points in, the, in an hour and we could have more frequent service. So uh, any question, any thoughts on how well or not these illustrate this concept? And does everybody understand the trade-off there? Hey, Boris, this is quiz. I understand it when you're telling me, but if I saw two clocks, I don't know that I would understand it but that's mm -hmm. just me. Mm -hmm. So do you think that we should, uh, okay, so we can add an, uh, a longer kind of narrative uh, description or not really description, but a discussion of the trade-off itself. So longer service hours means that a bus is available to you. I'm gonna- Longer into the night potentially. Okay, go ahead. I wanna say that I think removing the image that goes with the question will help make it clearer what the other images mean. Because when I looked through these, the question ones just made it harder to understand than otherwise. Okay. But maybe the, like on this one, I like the A clock, but I think having it appear like a stopwatch makes it harder to understand making it look like a normal clock would be better without the yeah. button on top that's a, that's a good thought yeah and yeah for like longer service hours i think like a sun and a moon and stretched out time like arrows both ways i don't know <laughs> I, yeah that's that's good too i used a i made a 24 hour clock for an image for a presentation for international students that I may just send you for a reference because it had the different times of day and might be helpful for how this clock concept could work better. Okay. And I'm not sure how to make the concept of the more frequent bus service more apparent in this clock. I think it's a good start, but I don't think it quite gets you where you wanna go unless you have a something that indicates what you have now, which is like every 30 minute service. And then the addition of extra stops at 15 and 45 mm -hmm. being more obvious that that's new. And the other one is the existing. Okay. Okay. Maybe something like draw a bus here and a bus here, and then draw like an arrow showing a bus being added here and being added here or something to that effect maybe using the plus symbol that you have in the other clock when mm -hmm. the ones are new because if you make that more similar about you're adding it this way or you're adding it this way okay, okay. that's good comments all right then the next question is asking about the trade-off between more weekday service and more weekend service um, so here we have a plus for weekdays, and here we have plus and plus for weekends. 
Um, this is Laura McCulloch. This isn't necessarily a comment on the graphics, but I'm just thinking as somebody who doesn't ride the bus, like having available the general information about what currently is in place might be helpful when making a decision since this will be answered by all respondents. Like um, I didn't know that current bus frequency is like 30 minutes or I don't know necessarily hours of the transit. Um, so other people might not necessarily know that either if they don't ride the bus. So it might help them to make a more informed selection as far as the two different options in each choice. Do you think it would make sense to, under the question, um, have a link saying for more information about current schedules, go here and then link to their schedules? Um, I think it might depend on what is being asked and what you're linking them to. Um, I don't know that everybody will click on a link. Um, so if there's a way to kind of show it at a high level, that might allow people to answer. Um, I don't know that everybody will click on a link to go to another page to read if it's like a, a page where they have to scroll to find information. Um, so if it's easily identifiable, that might be better. But if, if um, you know, if the web page takes them directly to what they need to know, that that could be okay as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, maybe part of the problem here is that like this question, you're talking about more weekday service versus more weekend service really means adding Sunday, right? So yeah. maybe it's more weekday service or add Sunday service. And I know we have this one about reducing Saturday, but I honestly think maybe the Saturday Sunday question should go before the more weekday versus more weekend so that this question doesn't become muddied up by the other one. We could drop this question altogether if you think that it's just more confusing than it's worth. Well, of course, one thing I wanted to add on this one, on the on the letter A, the green plus sign implies more weekday service, like you're adding on the green, but on the B, we're, we're plusing, but the color's red. Um, it, I understand the pluses, right? But it almost means the pluses on the B should be green if that's what you're adding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if the question stays in, if <clears throat> well, let's let, yes, yeah, so let's take that one step at a time. Margareta, you, you brought this up, but do you think that it would be worth just removing this, this question? Do you think that'll make it simpler? I, I sort of feel like combining the two may be the better way to go. You get more weekday service or more, Sunday or you get added Sunday service and simplify that. I realize the trade-off in the other question is about reducing Saturday, but for the sake of the survey, I feel like we would get more. Okay. So more, so more weekday that's service. Really a, something that Adam should weigh in on since this is more about things that the city is city service than KU. I guess my question is how much time do you want to spend nitpicking all of these icons versus talking about the concepts and letting staff go back and work with some specific, you know, get it right the way staff feels it's comfortable and then also run it back by the committee, like through an email or something. I just don't know what your timeline is for what else you need to get done tonight. Yeah, well, this, this was going to be kind of the last topic, but okay. I, I'm fine with that approach also, because, um, again, everybody can provide feedback by email. Um, the only thing I'll say is we do need to wrap this up this week because we want to launch the survey next week. Um, regarding the, regarding 
the question or the comment about hat providing people information about the existing schedules. So that'll vary, you know, based on service, based on uh, day, but, you know, there's a lot of variables on, on what the schedules are. So it's not, it's not something that, that, that readily, that we can easily put onto a single, you know, bullet point um, next to a question. I think we can link folks to schedules for sure. We can say, if you're curious to know what the schedules are on particular routes, go here. So what I'll about one sentence that says currently service happens Monday through Saturday? Uh, so that would take care of the um, this this one, but it wouldn't take care of this one about. Uh, no, that's true. I mean, yeah. the, but that I, I think we staff can work with you on a one sentence descriptor that yep. helps provide that context that people might need. Okay. Yeah. So the, the service hours, I mean, is it typically like a certain like start time to end time during the, the week or does it vary from day to day? I mean, because that sort of information, I think it'd be helpful just to provide right there. Yeah, the service is six to eight Monday through Saturday. I mean, it's pretty simple to provide yeah. a one line content. Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay. Okay. So we'll, um, I, I'll ask staff, to, you guys to um, provide kind of your recommended intro sometime over the next couple of days, but let's continue with the concepts. Uh, as Jessica was saying, okay, so we'll, we did this one. The next concept is um, more bus stops for shorter walk distances to and from, uh, so to and from bus stops or fewer bus stops for faster bus service. So the idea there is if you have fewer stops, once you're on the bus, it can travel faster versus if you have more stops, it's a slower go, but then once you actually get off the bus, you're closer to your destination, or if you're at a at an origin, you're closer to a bus stop. Does that concept make sense to folks? I think this one looks really good. Okay. All right, um, then we'll move on. So the next one is, is uh, somewhat similar. Um, but not exactly. So it's buses running on more streets, but less frequently on any given street, or buses running more frequently, but on fewer streets. Um, this is the concept of key corridors, where you sort of invest heavily into a few key uh, bus corridors in your community, but then people have to walk a bit further to get to those corridors. So does the concept make sense? And any thoughts on the illustration? I think you need more streets to make this one more clear, like a grid of five lines instead of three so that you have something that's more clear on the difference. Mm. So, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw this out, out there. Your street network, you know, take away transit service, your street network would not change. Your street network is your street network. So, so we want to make clear that we're talking about the same Lawrence community. Yes. Um, I'm talking about, about this being, these intersections don't look different to me. They're the same size. If you look at the four corners of A, uh -huh. they have the same information as the one corner of B theoretically. And so I think more lines will help make that more clear. 
I don't know. It's just my opinion. Or Boris, you could also just on on the text on question B, maybe put in parentheses key corridors. I don't know if that phrase uh -huh. helps explain the picture better, but yeah. I guess. I, oh, sorry, I, I'm wondering from a regular person standpoint if this question, um, if the question before this, um, these are essentially the same question. Um, I mean, it's really sort of getting to the frequency of service and the speed of service. And I, I think um, number six makes more sense to me from a non-urban planner standpoint um, than number seven. They're, they're a little bit, yeah, they're a little bit different. I, I mean, I'm glad that you you said that they, look, they seem very similar because we want to convey the difference. I think it's an important distinction between them in if I can sort of bring this concept into this graphic, so you see you have all these buses. So all these buses could have a stop here, here, and here, which would make the potentially the bus stop every single block. Or it could just have one stop here and not no other stops until you get here. So that would allow the bus to speed up and travel along its path before it has to stop. So that's what this is trying to illustrate. Um, uh, now, this is, is asking, would you do that, what I just described, would you do that just on a couple of key corridors um, or would you do it all over the city? The difference between these two is this impacts how much, to, 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 if you have service on a lot of streets, you need a lot of buses, which busts your budget. Um, if you have service on fewer streets, you can provide more frequency with the same number of buses that here you would have those buses kind of you'd, you'd spread them very wide far and wide and so so the result would be the bus comes along less frequently on any given street um, this one is talking about where do you place your shelters or your or your stops so it's a concept of infrastructure supporting your service versus the service itself hey boris this is quiz i'm gonna be kind of snarky here for a second um are you going to be available for comments when people are filling out the survey? Because <laughs> honestly, and I'm saying that because they're going to have some questions about trying to understand what the diagrams mean on just a lot of these. And I'm almost wondering, and this is just me, is it better just, I mean, do we even have to have the pictures? Can we have text that better explains what we're trying to do instead of maybe a confusing illustration? That That's just something to consider, but I also know, folks want a graphics put in this as well so um we could do either way i mean if there's a some sort of consensus that we should use our real estate for providing more descriptive text we could certainly do that um you know maybe we do both we we pro provide more description plus keep these illustrations so any other thoughts I'm um, to go. I agree that the this frequency coverage of service is even listening to your explanation of it. I'm like, eh. mm -hmm. <laughs> eh. I really, I really don't. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't explain to me. So at one point you said something about more buses running on more streets, but less frequently. And so maybe it's maybe the the clarifier if if this is one that needs to stay is something regarding the more buses versus fewer buses running more frequently. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what would, yeah. what would have helped that. 
Hey, Boris, I'll take a run at this. Okay, go ahead, Adam. So, so I know we've been talking about buses. This is really a question of more or fewer routes is what we're talking about here. So question six is about more or fewer stops. Seven is about more or fewer routes. And the fewer routes you have, the more frequently the buses can come on those routes. So there probably is some stuff we can do text-wise to explain that better. But that, you know, talking about more streets and more buses, I think, confuses this. We're really talking about the number of routes that we're able to put out. Routes. This is Gary Weber. Um, I'm like quizzed. When I read this this morning, the first thing that came to me is these uh, illustrations are superfluous. The, a good textual description of what you want is is adequate. And I'm kind of feeling more and more along that line. So that was my first thought. I, if you just write a nice sentence that explains that you don't need the illustrations, but, okay. but I use the bus frequently. So, and I understand these concepts. So maybe that's a problem. I want to add that I think that some people are visual. I spend a lot of time talking to users of the bus who don't understand how to read the schedule, who don't, conceive of north and south um, and looking at a picture works better for some people and looking at words works better for some people so I feel like having some images could help some people especially on print surveys um, and then it should be everywhere to be consistent but I do feel like some of these are a little obscure Okay. Well, 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 yeah. Let's let's uh, do the last couple, and then we can maybe circle back and see what the final. If, if we have hey, a consensus. Hey, Boris. Sorry, real yep. quick again, just on six and seven, and maybe Adam's points might help it out. Instead of the title on seven being frequency slash coverage of service, maybe it should be what Adam suggested: um, less frequency equals more buses, or you know, changing the title a little bit may help it as well. All right, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that what's lost in this and yeah, like in a public meeting, we could definitely, it, it's helpful because we can explain these concepts in greater detail because you're, if we assume that we have the same fleet, like we have a finite fleet to work with, we have, you know, 10 buses, we can either throw those 10 buses out onto 10 different routes, and then the bus comes once an hour on each route, or we can throw in all of those buses on one key corridor, and then you have 10 minute service frequency. So buses are coming every 10 minutes. It's the same number of buses. It's just a matter of how wide do you cast your, your, your net. Right. Um, and, and, and Jessica's suggestion too about adding a I don't know may, may mm -hmm. help make this survey more valid um, mm -hmm. instead of somebody just guessing an A or a B if they didn't know. So Okay. Yeah. I don't know or no preference. Okay. Yeah, it does. It does become a little challenging because even when you look at this one, the comment made about the picture of the network itself, uh, B looks, you know, like, oh gosh, there are a lot more buses. And actually what we're talking about is the same number of buses, you know, mm -hmm. one distributed across a broader network. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not real clear in this picture. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's get through the others at least, so we can talk about the concepts. Um, that will sort of the, the pictures will be sort of secondary. We'll come back to whether we want to include them or not, but the concepts themselves. Um, so the next trade-off concept is whether we want to serve new areas or improve existing service. Um, so this is 
often an important question to get the attention of non-riders because non-riders sometimes say, oh, I'd love to use the bus, but it doesn't come into my neighborhood. So do we improve service where it is now as a priority or do we reach out to additional locations as a priority? And I'm sure if all that was written here, you guys would, would be much happier. <laughs> but I think generally the concept is pretty clear with this one. Yeah, my, my only comment, though, is with service. I'm sorry, this is Laura McCulloch. With the service is that um, it doesn't really get at what service means. I mean, the other questions is clear. We know specifically what you're getting at, whether that's the hours or more routes or things like that. And so um, and so I just would try to make it clear about what exactly we're talking about. That's the same comment I have for the next one as well, really. But what does service mean? Mm, OK. Um, would so it make like more Oh, go ahead. This do you mean or, more origin, new destinations or new origins as opposed to just okay. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would it be more clear if we said something like invest resources into making existing service more frequent or, or put that in parentheses or something um, to clarify what we mean by improve existing service? Or even more frequent service on existing routes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That sounds good. Okay. And for A, you could have extend routes into new areas. Okay. All right. Um, then this last one is talking uh, about fares. So a fare-free system um, with reduced service levels versus maintain existing service levels um, and really existing fares. So, so that the, the the point here is that you can go fare free, but bus service isn't free to operate. So um, it may mean reducing service levels to be able to afford to go fare free as a system. This is a tricky one to, to present because a lot of people aren't thinking of it in terms of the budget that the agency has to work with. They're thinking about it sort of their own experience. So I'd love to get... Your, well, that might be where those one sentence descriptors that we would write might be helpful because we could say fares make up X percentage of our operating revenue, operating okay. expenses. Okay. Here's how something... we. Yeah, I think another thing that might help us to these two seem in most cases i felt like the explanations were parallel like one was serve more areas and then improve you know existing whereas this one they they seem less parallel and perhaps it could say something like you know implement free or reduced fares with lower service levels and retain existing fare you know system with i, I know these words aren't good Mm -hmm. um, but make it a little more parallel by saying, you know, we'll either design a system with reduced or, or no fare, but that means, um, I don't know that I'd use reduced. I mean, in most cases, I don't think one said, oh, we're going to reduce it. In this case, we're going to continue to keep it. it. It seems like there's a little bit of a value judgment. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But speak to the fact that yes, there would be lower levels of service if we were to have a reduced or fare-free system, but but make them a little parallel. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
I definitely agree with that comment. And also this is an area where the service levels just doesn't tell me what, what, um, like what is being reduced or what is being maintained necessarily. So maybe talking about like the routes or, you know, just like giving examples of what you mean by service. If there's a specific service that would be reduced, what is that? Or otherwise just say um, in parentheses, service levels may include or something like that. So people know what exactly it is. Okay. All right. Um, good. So. I think that was all useful feedback. Uh, I'm not sure how we can do a very quick poll, but I'm just curious, um, maybe, does everybody have like a raise hand feature on their thing? Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to, let me stop sharing and um, see how many people think that we should scrap the images altogether. Well, I just wanted to ask a question because is the image is partially for people who um, have low literacy. Um, if so, then I think that's a consider consideration we need to make and try to make the images more accessible for people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. The problem is interpreting the images. Once you explain them, they understand, but how's someone else supposed to figure that out? Could we possibly also like record? <laughs> us talking about with the image. I don't know if that would help at all to explain some of it or not. And I don't know that anybody would watch it. Uh, go ahead. What if we give like we give some feedback to Boris about how um, how we might change a few of them and then send them back to the whole group with some changes to see if they seem clearer to you before we go to that extreme. I have some yeah. ideas that are not about concept but about how they read and so i'm saving all of those just send to boris and in turn those staff books directly to not sure. waste everyone's time i agree with margarita because i think that we've talked not just about the images but also about some of the the words being used and i think the the literacy level hits a little high um it in some of the sections, but we talked about those. And so taking an opportunity to adjust some of the wording and there were some tweaks to some of the images, but I also agree that having uh, those images for, for visual interpreters or learners, um, as well as maybe people with uh, lower literacy rates helps to reinforce some of the concepts. Even if they're a little bit obscure, a little bit challenging, I think it, it does add to it. Right. And I, I also want to add that this the survey is going to be launched, I guess you can call it a soft launch if you want, um, with the university next week. But the rest, the, 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 the general population will be introduced to this survey um, in together with the first uh, public meeting or virtual meeting, which will be at the end of May. So people will introduce the survey and the concepts in the survey during that meeting, and that'll be recorded. So, so people will, if they choose to have the opportunity to either attend or, or watch later um, uh, before they take the survey. So, so they'll have a little bit more context than the university community will. But the university community is very smart, so they should have less of an issue, I think, interpreting things. I also, honestly, too, the, the 
visuals, even if people aren't using them, it makes people read things more. You know, people stay with it. They have pretty pictures along the way. Even if they're not, it's just, people just finish a survey. If it's just, they get up, open a survey, it's just all text. They lots of times won't do that. It, it will stick with it. They're just so, you know, unfortunately it's true. They will, even if they aren't really using the pictures, they will tend to move through if there's visuals in there. Okay. All right. Well, it's seven thirty, so I, I don't want to keep anyone. Uh, sorry for me for you guys. Six thirty central. Sorry about that. Um, and I don't want to keep you guys any longer um, than we need to. But if if you guys could provide feedback, uh, any comments you want to send by email by by Thursday, um, I'll we'll be meeting a smaller group. Um, uh, we'll be meeting on Thursday to try to wrap this up. Um, so so if you could send by like early Thursday, that would be, that'd be great. Um, regarding, specifically regarding the survey, if you have comments about the public engagement plan, that, that can be a little bit later, but um, questions or comments about the survey, please try to send by, by Thursday. Our next meeting is when, when Boris? Uh, let's see, it's once a month. Adam, do you know the date of the next one? Should be in about a month. The reason I'm asking is because we would like to get the if we could get the feedback for the any engagement stakeholders and stuff. Really try to think about the next two weeks if we could get them by like end of next week. You know, like May was that May fourth or something fifth. Um, that would be great because then we can make sure it's in there. You guys have it ahead of time to look at it, and we can it, it, the, the plan can always be added to. But it'd be really nice to have a really comprehensive plan as we're starting to get the survey out to make sure we're really reaching everybody. Okay, that, that works. So if um, if you have comments about the survey itself, please try to send it by early Thursday. If you have comments about the public engagement plan, you, you, you have until the end uh, of next week. This is Gary Weber. I had a kind of a meta question. Um, I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to be representing the Lawrence Association of Neighborhoods, which is a pretty large group of administrators and neighborhood advocates. And I, I feel a little uncomfortable representing them without any idea of how they might feel about these documents and these survey questions. Are, do you, if you sent this, it came out today. So we got it the day of the meeting, which is impossible yeah. for me to send it out to my constituents and say, does this survey look good to you? Do you want that information? If so, can you get it to me a few days earlier so I can send it out to the listserv and I, people could comment? Yeah, this yeah. Is, I, I don't think you. We want you to distribute this before we're okay. ready to distribute it. I think we're okay. asking you, as a stakeholder, help us take a look at this and okay, comment. Okay, that's clear. That's and then clear. once, and then once we have a survey established, then I think that's where we want you to reach out to your stakeholders to okay. say, help us collect the information. Thanks, Jessica. That's mm -hmm. clear. I, I misunderstood. But Gary, that is still a good good point because we did. There's there's so many sort of moving parts just right now in ramping things up to to get the the Lawrence listen thing working and to get these graphics put together. So once we we kind of get past that and get to the actual um, you know sur focusing on the service and the service analysis and the service recommendations, those will have a lot more lead time before you see these pieces. Um, we're just trying to you know get everything ramped up right now. So I, I do apologize. I, I was hoping actually that we would be able to even look at the Lawrence Listens um, site tonight, but that, that didn't work out. So we will do our, we're doing our best and we'll continue to, to hopefully do our best. <laughs> 
Um, but can I ask a clarifying question? This is um, Kim from the Sustainability Office, also representing the Food Policy Council. So, so along the same lines, uh, the uh, question of Gary, or at least my interpretation of Gary's question was, if I'm um, relaying, uh, being a relaying stakeholder from Health Equity Working Group of the Food Policy Council, it's appropriate for me to ask their advice on the survey, correct, and relay back to you? I mean, I, I feel like I would need their input in addition to myself being a group of experts. I mean, I think it's appropriate. I, I think, you know, the, the feedback that we're really looking for you guys to bring back to us from a larger audience is once we, we start getting into the survey results, or the survey itself, the survey results, the recommendations, the service analysis. Right now, we're hoping that you guys kind of have a sense of your various, you know, clients, constituents, uh, whatever on, and it can re represent them on these decisions of, of how do we even get started? How do we, how do we, uh, you know, approach mm -hmm. these different groups? Um, so, so I think it's a case by case basis. If you feel like okay. you need to ask people you work with uh, some for feedback, feel free, but definitely I want, we would like everyone to do that once we have um, analysis and recommendations to discuss. Okay. I think I got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, thank you all. Uh, we ran a little bit over. Um, and yeah, feel free to send your, your feedback over the next couple of days and next couple of weeks. All right. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you all. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thanks.